and welcome to the Canberra Times Sport Podcast. Chris Dutton in the hot seat again with you this week. Bit of a change up in the lineup. The great man coming back from holidays, Caden Helmers. The big dog's in the house. Holidays were wild, but you know, it's nice to be back. TikToks went, went pretty well while I was away. So. How, how many um, TikToks did you produce on your two-week holiday? Uh, bear with me for a moment. Gonna... Mate, this is live radio, live two, podcasting. Three, we can't four, be four, just six. holding on for you to count your TikToks. When did, when did I start? I reckon it looks like I did eight or nine. And how many views are you up to? Well, those eight or nine, 619, 714, 3,026, 153, 317, 749, 2,929, 1,291. Maybe you could make a podcast, uh, TikTok about the podcast. Get our um, listener numbers up. Imagine the scenes. Get on it. But good to have you back. And um, we've also got Lucy Batoldo in with us again today, coming to us live with uh, from her bedroom in a dressing gown, a <laughs> pink flamingo dressing gown. How are you going, Lucy? <laughs> it's good. This is the uh, the COVID life, you know? Yeah. So, I got, oh, not only do I have a pink dressing gown, uh, I was given last week one of those woodies. They're like a blanket that's been sewn into a hoodie. Right. I now have one of like those. Like a snuggie or something. Kind of. One of those things. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's Sydney. So I've got my hoodie in Sydney and my pink from the go dressing gown in Canberra why, for why the would you whole leave, days. Why did you leave it in Sydney, especially given we're just about to hit the Canberra winter? Yeah, but it means that I've got like something warm in Sydney and something warm in Canberra. Right. And I don't have to um, keep lugging my dressing gown uh, 250 kilometres right. every week. And so can we expect to see the uh, flamingo dressing gown in the office when we eventually all get back into uh, normal life? No, no, I could be a uh, professional. I have standards. Pro- probably fit in at um, Canberra Raiders games on a weekend like that, maybe? <laughs> probably, maybe. If it were green flamingos, but I don't think that's a thing, so... Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll hook straight into it. Um, plenty to talk about as per usual um, in the nosebleed section. We're going to kick it off with a bit of an update around some local sports and coronavirus changes there. We'll obviously chat about the Raiders. Big game for them against Manly on Sunday afternoon this week. And we'll finish with some Brumby stuff as well. But local sport, uh, breaking news on Tuesday, uh, sorry, Wednesday this week. Caden, tell us a little bit about what's happening with the Neeful and the Canberra Demons. So the NEFL season has been scrapped for 2020. It was looking like it was going to be pretty hard to get a season off the ground when all the AFL clubs were basically banned. AFL listed players were banned from playing in second tier comps just because it was impossible to adhere to those AFL coronavirus restrictions. So they did explore having a five-team competition. They thought about having a five-team comp also featuring the AFL Club Academies, but neither of those really seem too feasible. So NEFL season for 2020 is scrapped. Looks like it might be it for the NEFL going forward. They might have a new competition coming into play next year. And that, in turn, potentially means the Canberra Demons have played their last game. Hey, what What is the, the wider impact on Canberra Aussie rules with that, Helmers? Like, obviously, we've had some... Yeah, guys like Harry Himmelberg came to Canberra to play for the Demons and got picked up for the Giants. Um, 
what, what's the bigger impact? Yeah, we don't we don't get guys coming here to play in Canberra as a stepping stone to get to the AFL anymore. If if that's the case, if Canberra's left out of a second tier competition, you've got a massive group in the Riverina that come here every year to try and put themselves on the radar of AFL clubs. They wouldn't come here anymore. They'd be looking straight to Victoria or Sydney or wherever they might go. So it'd be a massive blow for not only like the Canberra Demons, the NEFL program here, but AFL Canberra in general, because a lot of younger guys coming up through AFL Canberra might think, all right, well, there's nothing here for me if they're trying to get drafted. So they might pack up and move a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's obviously a huge um, impact of the coronavirus, isn't it? We were talking, Lucy, last week about the Canberra Raiders Cup and a lot of those teams are, are going to, well, I think we're talking about four teams, four out of nine teams might not play this year. Um, do you think it's, you know, what, what's the season going to look like with the Canberra Raiders Cup, do you think? Do you think it's going to have a massive impact on the standard of the competition in local rugby league? 100% because, you know, what a... If there's no, I guess, you know, tiered competition there, what what have local players got to look forward to? Mm. Um, you know, and, and not all players have the, uh, the resources to move away as well. Um, so you'll get players who will move so they can pursue their sport, whether it's rugby league or AFL, but then you've got players who might not have that luxury and you have to give up on, on that dream. So I think it, it is a problem that needs to needs to be addressed to make sure there is, you know, second, third tier competitions in Canberra um, for not just the Canberra community, but for those players from Riverina and other parts in country New South Wales. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think they were even talking maybe about the uh, Queanbeyan Kangaroos players playing for the Blues this year, which would be interesting if that got up and running. There'd be some scenes. Wouldn't it? Imagine that. The biggest rivals of all joining forces that would be on for young and old. You're an old Roos boy, aren't you, Caden? (laughs) I'm a blues boy. Blues boy. Oh, look out. Yeah. Right. From the dirty, premiers, side, baby. dirty side of the tracks. Right. Um, <laughs> netball, Lucy. Any, any update on that? Netball is one. Of, so in the ACT, non-contact sports can restart from Friday, July, uh, June 19. So midday. Um, you said that your social netball team's been given the all clear to start next week. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. So what it looks like... Um, the Little E's will start first. Net Set Go is going to get the old clear to start in the next few days. So that's for those um, modified rules competitions. Yep. Um, and uh, social looks like it will start picking up next week in various parts of the ACT. Um, and then club netball, that's up to associations to decide their return date. And no association yet has um, released a date yet. But that, um, according to their, ret- their roadmap, um, those competitions, club competitions, should be running in July at some point. Um, and then, the, I guess, the last thing is State League. Um, they've penciled in um, July 17 for State League to start. Gotcha. Friday night kickoff there. Um, contact sports can also start full-time training and full contact training from Friday afternoon, uh, but they won't be allowed to start competitions until... July 10, I think it is, but most of them are sort of targeting July 18 as their start date. Caden, before we move on to some uh, Canberra Raiders updates, can you give us the latest on Cricket ACT as well? There was a little bit of staff changes at the end of last week, plus um, some ACT comments news today. 
Yeah, so they've had to make a few jobs redundant across the board. I think there was three redundancies and a lot of staff have moved to part-time roles for the time right. being as Cricket ACT tries to sort of cope with financial impacts at the moment. And uh, speaking of high performance, the second 11 competition that the ACT New South Wales Country Comets play in, that looks like it'll be scrapped for this coming season. So Cricket ACT and Cricket New South Wales have been in talks about playing second 11 games just against each other, potentially featuring Queensland, Victoria, it won't be a national competition, but there will be some sort of second 11 content, something for the Comets to play in. And just as I get a call from the NRL, uh, that's ah. derailed me just a little bit. Um, ACT Meteors will go on as planned. The WNCL won't be touched. And the Australian Country Championships, it looked like that was going to be cancelled this season, but now there's a bit of talk that that might go ahead. Cricket ACT obviously keen to have an ACT team in that again. The interesting thing about cricket is, um, and we saw Kevin Roberts obviously sacked as the um, chief executive of Cricket Australia this week. What's going on there? Haven't they or they've completed their seasons? This is winter. I know they may be trying to safeguard for the next summer, but is it not bizarre that a sport that's not even being played is being affected so much by, by the shutdown when they wouldn't be doing anything normally anyway? Very bizarre because they don't have games scheduled. They're not yeah. trying to cater to fans or anything like that. It's, it's really strange that there's been so much upheaval across the board at cricket when, yeah, there's, there's nothing doing really. Yeah, and Kevin Roberts gone. He becomes the third... CEO of a major sporting um, organisation to um, fall victim, I guess, during the coronavirus period, follows Todd Greenberg, who was first, and then Raylene Castle after that. So some big changes at the top there. All right, Caden, what was the NRL calling you about there? Give us a rundown. What are you trying to hunt down today? Uh, We're just trying to see when the NRL is going to give the Raiders the all clear to be back at Canberra Stadium. So it looks like, well, the Raiders want to be back here in just over two weeks, July 3, against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. That would be three weeks earlier than originally anticipated. Um, they were due to play all home games at Campbelltown until, what, round 9 or July 10? July 25 or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I think... And, um, yeah, so early, early return on the cards to Canberra Stadium, which would be huge for them. Small crowds potentially on the agenda, but... I think more important for the Raiders themselves is just they don't have to they get rid of that travel load. They don't have to go to Sydney every day and then come straight back after the game. We spoke to um, Ryan Sutton and Emre Gula about that travel load and about having to get the bus up and planes up and chartered flights and their preferences. Let's have a quick listen to what they had to say. Um, I've just heard little, little things, but I think, I think we was up with the bus. Um, just, just having that time to prep, and you're not hanging around at the stadium. Obviously, when we get on the plane, we get there a bit earlier, and you're hanging about. It's, it's not an ideal situation. So I think get on the bus, getting up there um, two hours before that would any Sydney games is is, is going to be the the go forward for us. So yeah, obviously it's um, something that we've got to speak speak more about. But I think we'll hear more in the next few days from the boys. It's been good. I, I don't mind it. I think it's good. Um, you know, but then again, I'm still young, and you know, everything's sort of just, you know, fun and 
you know, for the boys that have played 150 games, 200 games, it's probably a bit, you know, like, oh, we've got to travel again there and back sort of thing. But, you know, as a, as a young, one of the young guys in the squad, I'm sort of, you know, everything's, you know, fun and, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all good for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. No, I think, like, the first week was a bit... It was a bit up in the air. All the boys are sort of just trying to adjust to it. Um, but now we, we don't really talk about it anymore. Everyone, we know what we're going to travel on the day. It is what it is. Um, and, yeah, we, no one really talks about it anymore. But the first week was sort of a bit, you know, why do we got to do that? Or oh, how's this work? How's that work? And you know, now it's all sorted out and um, we know what we've got to do. So if you were a footy player, would you rather get a chartered flight, Lucy, or would you rather catch the bus up and back on game day? To Sydney, Canberra to Sydney, this Sydney. is. We're not talking long haul, just to Sydney. Bus. Bus, why? Because it's, it's more direct. As in, if you take the chartered flight, there's, you know, you got to travel to the to the airport or wherever you get the flight from, and then you got to get get on the flight, get off the flight and then the flight doesn't necessarily go straight to the stadium. So then you got to get a bus from where the flight lands to the stadium. Whereas the bus, especially to Campbelltown, it's only two and a half hours. Yeah. It's just a lot easier, I think, just to get on the bus door to door. Well, I'll pose this one to Caden Helmers then because last week he had the pleasure of a road trip with uh, David Polky Polkinghorn, who's the great man on a couple of days off, mate. Um, after your two and a half hours, five hours total in the car with Polky, do you want the flight or are you happy to go in the car again? <laughs> I'm happy to go in the car again. Polk's, Polk's a legend. We had had Triple J going for a little while on the way home and there was it was dead set like one noise just on a loop. Like I think the DJ clocked off and it was just like, it was pretty terrible. So we spent a bit of time just, you know, surfing the channels and stuff. It was good fun. He didn't, play any, of his, on the he, way home. didn't play any of his heavy metal. He didn't, unfortunately. I think he was looking, but he couldn't quite get there. I heard what, a bit of Justin Bieber and I got excited, but then he changed it. <laughs> and what about his hungry jacks order? Was it vegan or? I've actually got it right here. Um, I was pretty filthy. I'm still got his order. I got a, got the receipt. All oh, right, gotcha. Okay. Um, because you now I roll up to the window. Can I get a double barbecue bacon stacker, please? We don't have bacon. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, can I get that pulled beef burger, please? Oh, we're not doing that at the moment. All right. Um, what are you doing? And then they told me a few options and I just got a tender crisp, which I'd never gotten before, but you know, I was happy. It was nice and simple, but I can confirm that Mr. Poggingon got a rebel Whopper cheeseburger with no mayo, no cheese slice with vegan cheese. So take off your normal cheese, add vegan cheese and add vegan mayo sauce, large chips and large Coke. Right. So is a rebel number seven for one is a rebel Whopper a vegan Whopper. Is it? I have no idea. I'm assuming it was, but yeah, um, yeah. But if it, if it says no, no cheese and no mayonnaise, doesn't that mean he had to change it around? Yeah. Mm. So it must be. I don't know. Bizarre. Wild stuff. Oh, I would say like yeah. <laughs> on to the Raiders, and obviously you guys made the trip up there, Caden. Can you give us the latest on um, what what can are we going to have any Raiders fans at this game against Manly on Sunday? It's obviously a, a Raiders home game technically, which gives them the right to, what, a couple of hundred tickets, so not many. What, what's the latest there? 
it looks like the Raiders are going to just keep it internal and give those tickets to sponsors or corporates and players' families. It doesn't really look like they'll be doing a ballot or anything with their members like some other clubs have just because it hasn't been a priority for the Raiders at the moment. Their focus has just been on keeping, like trying to get back to Canberra Stadium in a couple of weeks. So they're yeah, not too fast about trying to get a, a hundred odd or two hundred people into Campbelltown this weekend. They'll probably just yeah hand them over to sponsors and players' families, and that'll be it. I find that very interesting because if I'm a Raiders fan, like you know, I'm happy to make the trip up there. And I saw on the um, telecast there were the um, the Viking clap drummer was up on top of the car park on the roof next door, wasn't he? Yeah, he was up on the top of a, I think it was a five-story car park, just getting a nice little view in. So, like, there's there's definitely fans that are willing to make the trip. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, doesn't seem to be too big of a priority for the Raiders at the moment. I suppose a lot of the focus naturally is trying to get back to Canberra Stadium, but you'd think, you know, why not just offer, offer a few members the chance? But, yeah, yeah that's the way it goes. Well, Lucy, you're hanging out for a ticket to that first game back in Canberra, aren't you, against the Dragons? You you might have to pull a few strings to get your hands on those ones. They'll be hot property. Yeah, because um, that will be, hopefully, if I can snag a ticket in, will be a chance to see my cousin play live for the Dragons. So, yeah, I'm holding out for holding out hope, but uh, I'm not too hopeful. Adam, tell Tony, the people. The Dragons' saviour. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's going to turn it all around for them. Uh, on to some Raiders news. A, a couple of changes to their team. Um, probably the biggest one, well, biggest two. Corey Hallsbrook back in after illness ruled him out last week, and Hudson Young back for the first time since early in the final series last year or pre-finals. Since or round twenty-five last year, so just pre-finals. Lucy, what do you think having Hudson Young um, back in does for the Raiders? Um, just another a body for them? Or, like, is this a chance for him to get a bit of redemption after the eye-gouging incidents of last year? Oh, 100%. I think it's uh, a chance for redemption, you know. Um, after having two uh, instances, um, I mean, it's hard to say whether he'd just be another body because we haven't literally haven't seen a play since last September, I believe, was that last game. Mm. Oh around then so um so yeah I think it's hard to say whether you just be another body but I mean he just gives uh provides further depth to the squad that's already been um doing quite well so far now for the Tigers last week um we saw Russell Packer play his first game in what was it something <laughs> like 364 days yeah. um didn't go so well I think he um, got sent to the sim bin after a couple of minutes, gave, dropped a ball, gave away a couple of other penalties. Is that, Caden, something that Hudson Young's got to be careful of, is is trying too hard? Yeah, I think there's a line where it's it's almost just like he's obviously got that real fire in him and you don't want to push it too far because as we saw with Russell Packer, got himself sin bin, put on report. Um, yeah, the... Raiders found a few gaps around him in defence and that kind of thing. So I think he's just got to try and stay as calm as he possibly can. He's got a, a lot of experienced guys in that forward pack to lean on, though, so I don't think it'll be too big of a, a problem for him. And I think he'll, he'll be pretty keen to get out there and just put last year behind him and how that year ended and the suspensions he had. I think he would just be 
happy to move on, but um, yeah, fingers crossed. There's no no follow-ups or anything like that. Yeah, a gritty win for the Raiders last week in the um, Bertoldo Cup there um, with the Raiders managed to get over the line against Lucy's Tigers. Um, Lucy, how, how did you see that game? Obviously, you're looking through a couple of different eyes as a Tigers fan and, and evaluating the Raiders too. What what did the Raiders do well to get that one? Um, hard to say, to be honest. I was in the uh, the pub with my family watching that. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. 16 beers. Yelling at, the, yelling at the TV. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think um, uh, those... From the difference that I thought between uh, the week before and the Tigers game was they seemed to cleaned up that edge a bit more. Um, that seemed to be um, the left the left edge, I believe it was, um, seemed to be a bit of a problem in that in that uh, game against the against the Knights. So I thought that was was tidied up a bit, and I just felt like that it looked like they just had more more firepower, especially in that in that second half. You know. Um, the main difference was against the Knights. Once they got behind, they just never seemed to get momentum. Whether in, in the Tigers match, I felt like they were probably a bit behind in the first half, but then were able to get that momentum going and um, came out firing, especially in that second half to take out the game. Yeah, well, the Tigers defended really well um, in the mm. back end of the first half. Helmers, what did the Raiders do well, do you think? I think... It was just a lot more of a measured performance across the board. Like they, they didn't really drop their bundle against Newcastle the week prior. Chan's nickel clock's dad dropped a ball early and it just seemed to set the tone where no one could find any rhythm, no one could find any momentum. But against the Tigers, they just muscled up a fair bit in defence. Like Jordan Rapana pulled off a try-saving tackle on the just on the stroke of halftime, which was a massive play. And then from there, it seemed like okay, it's one try, we'll be fine. And the Raiders got themselves ahead with two tries in a short space of time. And from then, it was just a matter of closing out the game, kicking to corners. George Williams is really good at that, obviously. Um, coming over, he's brought a lot of uh, poise, I suppose, in those sort of situations. Jack Whiten was fantastic. Ryan Sutton was brilliant in his return. He... Also, like Hudson Young, hadn't played since round 25 last year and he came out, ran for 122 metres, made 20 tackles in a 38-minute stint or something like that. So pretty impressive return from him. And the forwards forwards just muscled up a lot more than they did against Newcastle. They were pretty, pretty poor against Newcastle at times and they certainly weren't against the Tigers. So are we saying, like, I, I was initially sceptical whether Hudson Young would um, would play this week, even though he's been named in the 17, given that he hasn't played since September. There's obviously no reserve grade competition. It's been a long time between drinks. But do you think the fact that Ryan Sutton was able to do it shows that, okay, like, it, it doesn't matter if you've had a bit of time off, the, you know, a bit of training in the legs is enough? Yeah, I think so, because that's it's really all they've got to rely on at the moment, just training. So if not now, then when do you bring him back in? So it's not like you can bring him back through a reserve grade or anything, so you might as well bite the bullet. And Ricky Stewart said that he's happy to rotate his forwards now that he's almost got his full squad back. So, yeah, why not send him out there, give him a run, see how he goes first game back? Well, the one that they're still waiting on getting back is John Bateman, who um, a little bit of drama around him again. He's not even playing his agent 
Isaac Moses has had his NRL registration cancelled, which might throw um, negotiations over a new deal into a bit of chaos and delay things even further. There um, was talk that, you know, Bateman could have a deal sewed up to go back to England or to stay here or um, move somewhere else pretty soon, but that's obviously going to be delayed now. Um, we haven't talked much about Manly. Um, you know, everyone hates Manly, especially in this house we hate Manly. Um, well, they're probably one of the underrated teams, even though they, they travel along nicely. Only just got through against Brisbane last week, um, pushed Parramatta the week before, and um, you know, obviously that forward pass that was definitely forward and um, wasn't a try to Manly on the stroke of full time there. But where where are the dangers for them, Caden? Where do you where do you see the dangers? Probably in their halves and at fullback. So Daly, Cherry Evans, uh, Dylan Walker, and Tom Trebojevic are all obviously pretty electric players that you've got to shut down. And uh, Adam Fanua Blake, everyone's best mate here in Canberra, so he's been pretty strong up front for Manly. So hopefully uh, the Raiders can get on top of him pretty early, and that'll go a long way towards deciding things. I think. They'll be pretty happy to be um, going just to Campbelltown rather than coming down to Canberra on a cold winter's night, won't they, Lucy? Your Sydney side has seemed to struggle coming down to Canberra. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Canberra Stadium is just way too cold. <laughs> um, all right, we'll run through some tips. Um, let's go, first of all, for this week, we've got the Knights versus Broncos on Thursday night. Um, Caden? Knights by 1,000. Knights by 1,000. Lucy? Yeah, break the next record. I was at 59, get 60 yeah. points. <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think it'll be that big. Um, but I'll go the Knights as well. Uh, uh, back then to bounce back. Rabbitohs v Warriors? Rabbitohs. Rabbits. Uh, Panthers v Storm? Storm. I'm going to mix it up, go Panthers. Uh, Titans v Dragons? Oh, jeez. It's like a circus. Wouldn't maybe the maybe the dragons maybe they've shown enough. Turn the corner. Then, I don't know. They got sucks. the dragon savior. <laughs> yeah, all right. You, I'll get around the dragons for you. Are you tipping with your head or your heart, Lucy? Ah, <laughs> uh, this this one's slightly with the head, but I'm saying that the the tigers did lose to the titans, so you never know. Yes, um, tigers v cowboys. Tigers. Uh, yeah, Tigers. It's a hard one. I'm back, in, I'm back in the boys. Getting the Tigers over the line. The Roosters against the Mighty Eels. This is huge. I like this game. This is going to be mad because can I ask you, Blocker, do you reckon the Eels have proved themselves yet or are they downhill skiers? Um, I don't think we have proved ourselves yet. We did beat Manly um, and when we were on against Manly, it looked very good. Um, but then at times last week, at times last week when I was watching it against Penrith, I was like, how can anyone beat this Parramatta team? We're just like, it's a star-studded forward pack in every position. Um, but the Roosters, far out. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. like if, if, the, if Parramatta beat the Roosters, and they probably deserve to um, take top billing, but, yep. geez, the Roosters are flying. And, and under the radar as well, if... if Ever a team has looked like winning three in a row, it's the Roosters, isn't it? And like that makes me sick to say it, but 
I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Do you reckon the Roosters are flying well enough to, to be targeting three in a row? Yeah, I think I think they are. Like there was a time at at the start of the year when I thought, yeah, they'll still play finals footy, but they started zero and two, and you thought, oh, they're probably not really going to give it a shake this year. But these past few weeks, they probably haven't had a real major test yet. But geez, they've been pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Lucy, you the same. You think they're flying along? Definitely. It seems like the COVID rated them really good. Yeah. Well, so, and to think those. they wanted to start the comp again. <laughs> I know. I was like, you guys are fine. All right, last couple of games for the round. Raiders v Manly. Great Raiders. Machine. Oh, sorry. You went at the same time. Raiders. 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 Both Raiders. Look out. And last game of the round, Sharks v Bulldogs. Sharks. Oh. Yeah, let's go the Sharks. The Sharks were pretty horrid last weekend. Yeah, that's um, true. But so were the Bulldogs. Um, obviously mm-hmm. had that coronavirus scare, but um, game shifted to Monday night footy. By the way, I love Monday night footy. I prefer it ahead of Thursday night footy. Like, don't you think like first day of the week, yeah. just something to look forward to. Thursday night, you're already looking forward to the weekend anyway. Yeah, that's true. I don't mind Monday nights. Monday nights copped a lot of flack a few years ago, but... I didn't mind them, really. Probably because it was up against the uh, you know, high-rating television shows on free-to-air and that sort of thing. So the rating... My, uh, MasterChef. That's one of your favourites, isn't it, Lucy? Yeah. Must be getting to almost finale time for that, is it? Yeah, but they've, they've dropped two episodes a week. Right. It's gone down from five to three. Right. Oh, so so I think it's going to go longer. What channel is MasterChef on? Channel 10. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, all right. Of ideas. Let's talk about some rugby quickly to finish things off. Obviously, the AFL started last weekend. Um, some mixed results there for teams. Giants didn't go so well against North Melbourne. Collingwood drew against Richmond. But we'll move on to some rugby. Christian Lilifano was back at Brumby's training this week. Let's hear a little bit from him. Thanks, man. Uh, it's been unreal to, to be back. I couldn't sort of be back in Canberra and not, not visit, so it's been nice to, to head back and see the boys. <laughs> no, yeah, just, man, I've been obviously following the boys for um, the whole season so far and um, kept a close eye on And then being back, I just thought, um, yeah, give Dan a call and see how they're going and um, see if you needed me to help out in any way, whether it's with the, the young tens or filling in on the wing or a fullback. And, yeah, so it was nice to sort of just for him to invite me down and, and just sort of run around. It's nice to get some fitness in and run around with the boys. Yeah, yeah, uh, a real different pace there. I've uh, just sort of been running um, with myself and uh, my missus and my, and my sisters and stuff, sort of just working out and doing the COVID workouts and all that. So, uh, yeah, man, that was a big shift in pace. And um, it was nice to run around again and sort of get the footy in the hands. And Lucy, what, what do you reckon um, having Christian Lilifano back at training will do for some of the guys like uh, Noel Alessio? I think it's um, a great boost, uh, you know, a few weeks out from the competition um, restarting. You know, it's, um, it gives them just another, another voice of confidence. I, know I spoke to Christian about a month ago and, and he was really excited about the, um, the Brumbies pack and especially those young boys coming through. So I think just having that, that extra voice of not just, his experience, giving advice, but just the, the confidence I think he must be giving them right now, um, you know, to really go back into the season and try and go, you know, for another, what was that, five from six weeks? Yeah, 
I had a chat to him last night and he was um he was saying he he's just Dan McKellar's basically said to him, just turn up whenever you want. You don't like, you know, he doesn't have to do every session or whatever. So he looked at the schedule and saw that Tuesday afternoon was um, wrestling session, contact session. And he said, no, nah, I'm not turning up to that one. I'm too old for that. So, but I, I think just, as you said, his presence for, for guys like Noah and Rashan Pasatoa and Bailey Kunzel, just a little bit of guidance, a, an extra person to help them out and, and point things out to them. Uh, Brumby's draw was finalised last week as well. So they play the Rebels on July 4, the Waratahs on July 18, the Force on July 25, uh, the Reds on August 1, the Rebels on August 7, the Tars again on August 22, then the Force on August 28, and the Reds in the last round on September 5, before a two-week final series. Um, you think the Brumbies are going to take this one out? They obviously had a great start to the year. Is it, is it their one to, to win this year, Lucy? 100%. Like, I just, I just don't see any of those other teams, you know, after, after that start of the season, I just don't see any of those Australian teams doing better overall. Mm. You know what? I, I reckon... I reckon like coronavirus has given a bit of a false front for the Brumby success because even though they, they spanked the Waratahs, the Waratahs were right in that game right until half time. The Brumbies mm-hmm. just beat the Rebels, the Rebels were charging back into it and they just beat the Reds as well. So you know, I, I actually think it's gonna be a lot tighter than a lot of people think. So I, I'm interested to see how, how all teams come out of this. There's been a few changes. Mm-hmm. Lewis Holland, the um, former Queanbeyan boy, has signed with the Rebels uh, during the seven shutdown. Nick White might come back to the Brumbies a little bit earlier. He's finished his stint over at Exeter. And um, the Brumbies are also working like the Raiders are to try and get some crowds back at Canberra Stadium for that first weekend in July. What do we think? Do we think we're going to see some crowds for that first weekend? Andrew Barr was saying last week it's not going to be thousands of people for July 3, 4. He said tickets will be as rare as hen's teeth and you won't be able to buy a beer at the footy. What, what are we thinking? Are we going to be able to have any crowds there? I, I noticed that um, Queensland are having 2,000 people in their um, venues, I think, from this weekend. What do we reckon, guys? I reckon there will be some sort of crowd, but I think, you know, bring, bring all the members in. You know, I reckon give them first preference. Um, and then release the um, the rest of the seats that are available under that number. Which you wouldn't expect would be many. Like, I, I think, I no. agree with you, Lucy. I think members should get first crack at them. They've paid their money. They're, they're the ones who support the club um, through thick and thin. So they should get a chance. Caden, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'd love to have a small crowd there at least. Um, yeah, members obviously should get the first crack at tickets, whether they do a, a ballot or however they want to do it. But how many members of the Brumbies got? I think it uh, depends whether you add in players or not. I think if you add in players there, uh, as in like Canberra Registered Rugby players. players, yeah, they're up around maybe the twelve or 13,000 mark. But I think the real number's probably... I don't know, around eight, seven or eight or something like that. Um, yeah. Which, you know, there's a 25% rule for stadiums um, where Scott Morrison said last week you can get 25% into to venues. Is that someone coming into your house, Caden? I don't know what that was. It sounded like a door opening. Um, 
25% of stadiums, Canberra Stadium's advice is they won't... So at Canberra Stadium, that's about 6,250 people. Canberra Stadium's advice is that they won't be able to reach the 25% limit because of social distancing rules. They're probably more around the 3,000, 4,000 mark, something like that. So hopefully we can get to that at some point this season. If not full stadiums, that'd be handy, especially... Um, if we get some springtime rugby and rugby league in Canberra this year, which would be great. Um, springtime right, finals. Yes. We've got about two minutes left. Anything else on your chest that you want to get out there into the podcast world? Based on talking points, Brumby's Rebels merger sucks. It does suck, yes. The talk, I think it's... I spoke to a couple of people about it this week and it sounds like it's... Um, very fanciful and, and not going to happen. But I think it would be remiss and negligent if the Brumbies didn't take it seriously. But um, it just wouldn't work. Having two teams 500 k's apart, 600 k's apart, uh, there's just no chance it would work. You, you'd be burning rugby fans in Canberra forever, I think. Um, the, the everyone would just jump on board the Raiders for sure. Um, Raiders and Giants town. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for jumping in today and joining us. Lucy, thank you. Stay warm. Here you go. And Helmers, <laughs> good to have you back. Pleasure to be here. All right. We'll chat to you later on.